Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 77 of the Still City Insider podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz, alongside the Jim Wexel, and we get to talk about the Steelers' victory 26-22 over the Browns. Jim, how are you this fine day? You know, I thought a victory over the Browns on Monday night would uh, make me feel better. It did not. <laughs> I, I think I vented thoroughly in my uh, column this morning, though. You know, it just was an ugly, dumb game. So, but it was a win. Yes. And and hey, they had lost. They needed it. They really needed that. I mean, I, I don't mean just mentally. I mean they needed it for the the season to turn it around. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It was an ugly, dumb game, and we're going to talk about that here today in episode 77. But want, do want to take a moment to say thank you to all the viewers out there. We did hit 500 subscribers, so uh, kudos to all of you. Thank you for the support. We appreciate it very much, and uh, here's to the next 500 uh, as we jump into number 77. So, Jim, where do you want to dive into this uh, this unique game? Uh, well, the offense was so bad. Might as well start there. I just watched it again. The offensive line needs help. Pickett needs help. Play calling needs help. So uh, you can uh, ask your questions from there. I- I'm sorry. I just woke up out of a nap. Uh, so I'm like groggy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. That- uh, and I hated this game. I just hated this game. So I don't know if we're going to have 500 after the show. <laughs> <laughs> just hopefully we don't lose all 500 all right so we'll start with the offense yeah so another another dismal performance here um and i guess we'll we'll start where with, with the chance that were occurring uh at the stadium the the fire mat canada a lot of people are pointing to that this is a result of the play calling uh it can't be just one thing there's there's more parts to this obviously uh kenny pickett did not perform well for for another game. Uh, two more interceptions. Their running game seemed lifeless outside of um, some nice carries late by Najee Harris and a uh, great show of effort from Jalen Warren. Um, George Pickens came to play, but some highlights, some bright spots, but overall just a eh. What I was surprised on the rewatch is that Dan Moore played better than I thought. Chooks of four, Cora four played worse. Maybe right tackle was for uh, Broderick Jones. And really, I have no reason not to put Broderick Jones at right tackle. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to uh, move Dan Moore to right tackle. Because Dan Moore has proven terrible at right tackle. It's just not his side. Flozell Adams had the same issue when he was a longtime veteran. Um. <clears throat> So that's one. Uh, the interior didn't play well, um, um, and, and and today even uh, Mike Tomlin at his press conference said uh, the offense lacked coordination. I mean, <laughs> I, he didn't say it needs a new coordinator. He said it lacked coordination, and so uh, yeah, I got to blame him. I, I I think it does rest with him, and Pickett's not getting any better. So the quarterback is not being developed. And is he gun shy because of that line? Is the line playing poorly because of um, personnel or coaching? I don't know. Uh, the, the center needs to play better. 
you know, last year uh, I was talking to a personnel guy for one of my stories, and he said the person uh, center was the weak link on the line last year. This was early in, in camp, hmm. and then Mason Cole played better, and everybody forgot about that, but I haven't. And so uh, after watching him last night, I have to wonder if they need a center. Hmm. I don't know what else to say about the offense uh, other than, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson will be back in a few weeks. They need to throw to Connor Hayward a little bit. I mean, they throw to Connor all the time in practice. Mm-hmm. And and last late last year, he was a nice piece. Uh, he didn't really have a role, but he was a nice niche piece. Mm-hmm. They're not getting Darnell Washington involved very much other than blocking. They could do more of that. Um, and, and, me personally, I'd rather see Na- uh, Jalen Warren than Najee Harris, but Najee has some good runs every now. And then. Yeah. yeah, I just like Jalen's. I like his uh, uh, quick to the hole, and that's what they need. And I like his grit. I like so much about him. He did miss a big block. He didn't pick up. Um, I forget what exactly was the result of it, but it was a blitz, and it was his guy, and he just didn't even try to hit him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely see uh, more decisiveness from from Warren on his carries versus what we see from from uh, Najee Harris. Um, but in talking about that offensive line, the moves that were made this offseason with Isaac Sayamalu coming in, um, you would think that James Daniel year two, Mason Cole year two would be better. Think um, Dan Moore having another year of de- development would get better. Same with a core four. How soon would it be before we maybe see some shuffling along the offensive line? Could you see a guy like Nate Herbig coming in, getting getting the nod at center over Mason Cole, or do you think it would have to get way worse than what it is before any types of adjustments would be made? Yeah, it would have to get worse, and that was a good front. It, it played with a lot of five bigs, as uh, was uh, previewed. Uh, so it's a good front, and uh, Schwartz is a good defensive coordinator. Uh, and they they played two good fronts in a row. So, yeah. I, I, I the only change I would make is uh, Broderick Jones for a goal. Okay. And then in terms of Kenny Pickett and his performance, um, as you watch the rewatch the game today uh, for for the second time, anything stand out to you in terms of what's plaguing him, or is it just just the general overall malaise around this offense? <laughs> you know. Um, I wrote in my column today that uh, NFL.com spared me uh, watching, wouldn't allow me to watch it a second time. And I, I had said that this is it. This was a dumb game, and I never felt that way before. And I never felt that way to characterize it. I didn't. I said that to Mike Pursuta, and Mike Pursuta said, "Exactly. I feel dumber for having just watched it." Well, I did get to second viewing eventually, and I. That's why I'm having trouble answering your questions. I just realized that I've gotten dumber because I've watched it a second time. Hey, what what did Kenny Pickett do wrong? What did he do right? I, I'm just, just not there. Let's see some more. I mean, he he hit Pickin, uh, Pickens beautiful. Yeah. So there's some, but um, you know, just disappointing. That's all. I I mean, I, I I'm just questioning whether they have the franchise quarterback. I thought they did. Yeah, that's definitely a question that that everybody is talking about. Um, and then in terms of the coordinator, Matt Canada, the other question. I know we hit on it briefly, um, but. We we know this is a team that typically won't make midseason changes to their coaching staff. Uh, would there be anything that could cause Tomlin to make a decision 
about offensive coordinator if he, there's no improvement in this offense, or do you think it's going to be the the standard the rest of the way out? Yeah, I don't see a new coordinator fixing anything, so uh, they won't do that. I mean, Tomlin can be more heavy-handed and make the changes that he wants. He's the head coach, so yeah, yeah. I, I don't see a change. Okay, until after the season. But I mean, he's got a full season to rectify this. Yeah, yeah. And they are one on one. You know, they just are. think how think how stupid we would be if they were zero two. Oh, we would be <laughs> mad and 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 dumb, dumber, <laughs> mad and dumber. That'd be the name of the episode. <laughs> but, but at least there were some bright spots on the defensive side of the ball. Um, really solid showing. There are still some weaknesses that showed up again in the running game, uh, run defense. Uh, but you got to start with those outside linebackers, potentially the the best tandem in the NFL with Alex Highsmith and TJ. Yeah, I'm looking up the uh, the run defense. It's 5.7 per carry, or just about 200. Didn't seem that bad uh, if you took out the 69-yard run by Ford. So that's uh, um, I don't know, 70 out of 198, 128 on 34. So that's one run. Uh, on rewatching, I did. Yeah, the outside linebackers are fantastic. You know, they're scoring touchdowns. They're they're providing the offense, and we know that Alex Highsmith was fantastic against the run, and we know about TJ. Ed Dewan Jones looks pretty good. He looks like a real right tackle, a rookie mm-hmm. uh, for the Browns. And TJ played well, and Alex Highsmith was fantastic as in the run up the middle. He did a lot of different things. Pontravius Adams. Played better than I I thought. The inside linebackers played a little better than I thought upon first watch. Mm-hmm. Keanu Neal played better than I thought. And Joey Porter Jr., I was surprised that Reed, I think I saw he had 24 snaps, at least 16. I can't remember. I wish I had my snap count here, but I didn't come with the game book I got at the stadium last night. <clears throat> but I thought he only played two snaps. So, uh, and I thought they went at him both times. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there were a lot of other snaps. I wasn't paying attention. I missed them. Mm-hmm. I usually am pretty uh, observant of when Porter's coming on the field because I don't know whether he should replace Wallace right now or not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the coaches know about his state of readiness. But, I mean, Wallace uh, <clears throat> got beat on that run play and uh, – Hey, a couple, he got beat on a couple pass plays, but uh wasn't as bad on second watch. And uh Patrick Peterson wasn't as bad on second watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I know you asked me about the outside linebackers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much more to say about TJ. I, I mean, yeah, there I mean there's not too much more we've we could we've used all the exemplary words that, that we can. One guy that I did want to mention, uh the the dog that you talked about, I think it was last week or the week before, Quan Alexander. He yeah. seemed like he was everywhere last night. You know, he finished with the uh, team high, nine total tackles. Uh, did he stand out to you in, in your rewatch of the game? He missed some key tackles. I mean, he he he'll miss. I mean, he's not a great tackler. He's not a great take on guy with blocks, but he is the sideline to sideline guy, and he gets he gets things he gets the things quickly, which Alandon Roberts does not. And Alandon Roberts is more of a take on guy, so I can understand the rotation. They're unsure. They're just mixing and matching styles a little bit to, to, to play against what is on the other side. And Cole Holcomb was better than I thought, and he, he actually played pretty well in the second half. And he played the most snaps out of the three, and he 
he should. So he's kind of a mix of those two. Yeah. So, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. But, I mean, that run defense, uh, 198, you can't take the 69-yard run out of it. Yeah. As much as I want to do the math to make it seem better, that's 198 yards at, at 5.7 per, per carry. That's And their star went down. I mean, think how bad that could have been, that yeah. number. Yeah. And it's also two consecutive weeks where you've had a 60-plus yard touchdown run given up. Well, I guess the, the other one wasn't the touchdown uh, against the Browns. The Browns didn't score a touchdown on the big run, but it was two big runs, two explosive runs. So it, definitely some concern there. It looks like it cost Minka at least for that uh, late in the game. You know, he made this diving tackle, and that's where I think he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So that's when he left the game. At first, I thought Minka got hurt on the hit on Chubb when both of them were down. And and Minka came back and he made that great diving tackle to save the touchdown at the half inch line. He eventually scored, but Minka didn't return after that. And um, uh, the word out of the common press conference is that he is going to be okay. Good. That's there were no specifics given, just that um, the doctors at uh, the hospital aren't concerned. So I don't know if that means he'll miss a week or or what. Yeah, but he. He was, quote, back in the training room. I don't know what that means either. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in the training room getting uh, your your torn pec wrapped up? Or, <laughs> you know, are yeah. you in the training room lifting weights? Right. I, I don't know what that meant. But uh, all, all the signs are saying that Mick is okay. And that's huge. You know, they can't, they can't lose another key guy. They already lost Cam. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be a, a, a a loss that I don't know if that defense could overcome, especially in that back end. And he did mention the injury to Nick Chubb, which, yeah. wow, that was, you know, devastating. If you have any thoughts on that injury. Only that I haven't seen the play yet. I, I All I heard was the crowd go, ooh, when I looked up and the scoreboard had just shown the replay. It, it was one of those that was so bad that nobody's showing the replay again. So I didn't have a tape. I just the NFL.com uh, 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 fast uh, um, replay didn't show a replay. So it must have been pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, uh, you always feel bad for somebody. And Nick Chubb uh, apparently is a class act. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you hate to see that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as Tom says, uh, everybody's got every, – let's see. Nobody cares about your problems. In fact, they think – in fact, they uh, – are glad you have something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's a division rival just yeah. lost their best player. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for the guy and his family, but you know, the Browns are without their best player. Oh, yeah. That's going mean, to be a big impact to that offense moving forward for, for, for certain. And Jim, so there's, there's, there's hope in the division. I mean, look at Burrow limping around the field and the Ravens are pretty beat up. The Ravens aren't all that impressive. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, you know, so there's hope. And, uh, you know, once this offensive line settles down, play calling, gets people in rhythm, they stop playing these top running games, maybe maybe things will change. Uh, you know, the Raiders, they haven't won in – they won't, haven't won at the Raiders. And I, I'm not sure this takes in all the cities they've been in. Yeah. I'm just going to say they haven't won at the Raiders since 1995, and I, w- I was there. I was at that game. Yeah, 
And um, uh, so th they're always tough for the Steelers in away game. Ah, who knows how it'll be in Las Vegas? I I smell a big Steelers crowd uh, on hand for that game. It would be a a great uh, way to continue a, a little streak here, stack some wins, get a, another AFC uh, win, and before they take on the Texans, and then, uh, yeah, and then the Texans, yeah, and the Texans yeah. before your next divisional opponent and the Ravens. So definitely, this team needs to play better. I did want to mention one guy, Jim, because I always got to have something out of, uh, I guess not out of left field, but got to give credit to the punter. Presley yeah. Harvin, he had a he had a solid game. Yeah, yeah. Tim <laughs> Benz, we, we, we <laughs> I loved him. We were uh, we were in huddles talking to Alex Highsmith, talking to TJ Watt, and Tim would late always say, you know, what'd you think of the punting? Hey, the punting was great. It really gave us uh, them some long fields and helped us. I asked, I said, Tim, you doing the punting story tonight? Or I mean. Yeah, I mean, somebody else said, no, the punting story's mine. So there was a little mini fight about who was going to do the punting story. But So, I mean, you can join that fray. I don't yeah. cover punters, but it's it's nice that the Browns flubbed a few. And Yeah, so. so yeah. Uh, Miles Boykin, man, Miles Boykin almost saved that one ball. It bounced into the end zone because I think Harvin did kick a couple into the end zone that he shouldn't have. They don't yeah. all get downed inside the 20. Uh, but yeah, for for a guy, I tell you what, Presley Harvin is a really nice guy too. Yeah, really nice guy, and you root for him. So I I would like to see him stick around. So in that regard, I will cover the punter and give him yes, your pat on the back, absolutely. <laughs> a pat on the back for Presley. There we oh, go. Look at Boswell too. Boswell nailed a couple fifty yarders. He did. Yeah, and that uh, the other team missed a forty three yarder. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Browns are going to Browns, right? <laughs> Isn't that how the saying went? Great. Isn't that Chase Claypool? I don't know. I remember gray, gray, gray nameless faces or gray faceless. Remember the Judy? I don't know. Judy well, no, that's a, that's a Tomlinism. They all say that, that nameless gray faces. Oh, wait. But, the, the Browns is the Browns. Either, it was either Juju or Claypool said the Browns is the Browns and the Browns went or well, came out and won. Yeah. It's funny. Well, uh, they, uh, the Steelers released a stat or somebody released a stat and Steelers retweeted it that um, all the defensive things, two defensive touchdowns, six sacks, uh, I don't know, a bunch of quarterback hits, um, four turnovers, uh, all these stats they listed a lot. The last time, any NFL team accomplished all of this was when the Browns came to Pittsburgh in 1989 and beat them 51 nothing. That was the last time the Browns were favored in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Ergo, every time the Browns are favored in Pittsburgh, we can expect one of those teams to put up all those numbers. There we go. You know, that's all I got for you. I told you I was stupider than I was before yesterday. <laughs> Oh my. So this was the the ugly dumb episode. I think that's a, a good point to to wrap this one up and shift the attention next week to the Raiders. Uh again, episode 77. We appreciate all of you. I'm not sure who the 500th subscriber was. I wish we had some contests where we can give you like free season tickets to Steelers games, but I don't think that's a budget. I know who 502 was. 
Oh, okay. Who- I was over at my girl's house, and I she was uh, I don't know going to bathrooms, and we have we watch a lot of YouTube, so I of course turn up on our podcast, see that she's not subscribed, and subscribed her. She was number five hundred two. Nice. There <laughs> so we go. If everybody would just do that with family and friends, subscribe when they go to the bathroom. There we go. You might get to a thousand. Sneak in that subscribe. There we go. Perfect. Somebody said. Somebody said first five hundred is really tough. The next five hundred are still tough, but one thousand to five thousand goes like that. Let's do it. So here's Let's do it. Here's the five thousand, and that's hopefully I'll be. Hopefully I'll get smarter, and we can do that because well, man, I can't watch too much more of that ball from last night. So you know what, Jim? So this week was the ugly dumb episode. Next week is the pretty smart episode. Well, everybody be in Vegas. I'm not going to Vegas, so I will have I will be well rested, well napped, and uh, uh, should be smarter and I don't know about prettier, but smarter. And so, <laughs> smarter. Right. The, the Steelers will have to be prettier. Yeah. There we go. So tune in next week for 78, the smarter episode. We appreciate all of your support here. You can check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study, and we will see you here next week discussing potentially another Steelers victory over the Raiders. Have a phenomenal week, everyone. All right, I can edit that part out. All right, Jim, I'll get this up. Mm-hmm.